Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Dracarys, bitches. Welcome to Straight Up with Stassi. I have decided um, for my first podcast episode of 2020. Happy New Year, everyone. Um, I felt like, you know what? It makes sense to do this one solo because I have thoughts. I have things I want to share. And whenever I do a solo podcast, it almost feels like therapy. And I feel like with every new year, everyone starts looking inward and how can we be better? How can we better ourselves? How can we be better friends? How can we be healthier? What can I do to change? What is the theme of my new year going to be? It is an opportunity to just shift. You know what I mean? It's an opportunity to shift. As cliche as that freaking sounds, it is the truth. I mean, think about it. No one decides to just get up and change their lives for their better December 15th. You know, no one no one's like, you know what? It's December 15th. New day, new me. I'm going to start doing this now. No, no one does. And I like the cliche, honestly, of New Year's. I love not, you know, listen, I'm not a fan of going out on New Year's Eve. I'm not interested in that type of stuff. Everything is just overpriced. The Ubers take way longer to get to you. And it's just kind of a mess. Although I do like how wearing sparkles is a theme. So I'm into the bedazzling, Kira Kira forever. Um, but I love the idea of January being a fresh start, even if we don't end up following through on anything that we're going to say. You know, I have never in my life made a New Year's resolution ever. I think because I am a little scared of failure, um, and I'm going to get into that, actually. I feel like it's I, I'm due for a vulnerable episode of this podcast where I kind of just, you know, speak freely, stream of consciousness, everything that's going through my head, what I've learned, what I haven't learned, what I hope to to be more like in this year and 
I think, you know, if you're listening, we can bond together over this. Because I also want this podcast episode to be about you. You know, I love my Khaleesi's. And going on tour this past fall and winter, I guess, was so rewarding and so cool. And to be able to meet so many of you, so many people that are just, we're all just like-minded basic bitches, you know? We all just want to be happy. We all want to enjoy the things we enjoy, be around the people that we love. We don't feel like being judged. We want to just live freely. And as I was thinking about how to really, you know, execute this episode, I was thinking, okay, you know, what was the theme of my life last year? Because I can't really think of the theme for this year until I, I I think of what was my, you know, where was I? You know, you know, you don't, you don't know what your future is going to be until you've really like owned your past, I guess. And I think 2019 was about a lot about, well, work and a lot about trying to, uh, exert my independence. I think I I tried really, really hard to just do everything that I have I have tried to dream of or have dreamt of. Even if my, you know, emotional or mental well-being suffered a bit, it was all about going and going and going and going and pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. And I'm very thankful that I did that. I think 2010 was a great year to test myself and I did. And I hope to spend more years years testing myself, more years working harder. Um, but as I'm thinking about 2020, and what I want this year to be, you know, I, I saw that somebody had written, I think, in uh, the podcast Facebook group, what is your word for 2020? What are you manifesting for 2020? What is going to be your word of the year? And I've sat here for a while thinking about that, thinking about the things that I want for myself. You know, we're all making resolutions. Well, like I said, I had never made a resolution before. And this year is the first year that I've decided, you know what? Failure is okay. I have failed quite a few times in my life. And I always pick myself back up. Most people are able to pick themselves back up. And um, I don't think I'm going to be scared of failing this year. So uh, I made some resolutions. A lot of them really lame and surface level, like one of them. I have decided one resolution. I am going to finish one book a month. I mean, I always buy these books that I see normally on Daily Mail, like Daily Mail will have articles 
that are, you know, promoting a certain book. And I I read the whole entire article and I'm like, oh my gosh, this book looks fantastic. I'm going to get it. Or I'm in an airport and I go to the bookstore and I'm like, this is right up my alley. I'm going to get it. And I've collected all these books and I've started each one and I've never finished it. I have read the first one or two chapters of 78 trillion books, and I've never actually finished one. So I feel like a bit of a fraud. So this year, I want to finish a book a month. I also think that's going to like help with my sleeping. I mean, Xanax is the best. Melatonin is the best. z is the best. If you're sick, NyQuil. I mean... God, there's nothing like a good good night's sleep because of some medication. But I think it's time to go to bed, read a book, and just like fall asleep as naturally as possible. You know what I'm saying? At least that's where my head's at. So that's one of my resolutions. Another lame resolution I have, commit to intermittent fasting. Stasi commit to it. I try my best. This is the thing. People ask me all the time. They're like, how do you eat ranch dressing, drink, um, go out? I mean, I don't go out that much, but and not manage to gain a shit ton of weight. I will say I'm human. My weight fluctuates like everybody else. But the one thing that I feel like in terms of dieting or exercising or being healthy, I think you have to find what works for you. And I am not somebody that can do like no carbs at all. I can't do that diet. I can't do certain things. I can't give up alcohol for the rest of my life. I can't. There are so many different diets that I'm like, that's just not for me. I need to be able to have a slice of pizza with ranch, you know, if I want it. I need to be able to have macaroni and cheese with a shit ton of hot sauce if I want it, which is why intermittent fasting has actually become something that works for me. If you don't know what it is, Google it. You know, I choose my sponsors very, very carefully. I have to love the product that I'm talking about. And just recently, I was sent Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey. And I was like, okay, I'll try this. I normally don't drink whiskey, but I love peanut butter. And uh, this sounds interesting. I tried it and I'm like, holy crap, this is my new after dinner drink. Hear me out. Even if you're somebody that doesn't like whiskey or drink it, like normally I don't, it literally is like having a dessert. So if you're a dessert person, but you also want to have your dessert in alcohol, I recommend this. It smells delicious. It tastes delicious. You can do it neat over ice. You can mix it with things. Bo actually went and bought grape juice because he said that it tastes like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. So he's been making peanut butter and jelly cocktails with screwball peanut butter whiskey. And it's 70 proof. So like you, you got to be careful. That shit's good. I'm telling you, I love it. I didn't think I would love it. And the second that I tried it, I'm like, okay, I need this to actually be my sponsor because this shit is delish. I also love that it was made by this couple um, who just 
really loved peanut butter and whiskey and wanted to blend those two together to make the perfect combination. But also, besides just drinking it, you can put it over vanilla ice cream. You can pour that stuff in your coffee. I mean, endless options for this peanut butter whiskey. So please go out and try it. Okay, Screwball is the original and most awarded peanut butter whiskey, and it's now available nearly everywhere. So at 70 proof, Screwball peanut butter whiskey is the perfect shot or the perfect addition to your favorite cocktail. So you can pick it up at your local store or ask for it at your favorite bar or restaurant. So ready to hashtag get screwed. I love that hashtag. Go to screwballwhiskey.com for more info and enjoy responsibly. Advertisement by Screwball Spirits, LLC, San Marcos, California, whiskey with natural flavors and caramel color, 35% alcohol by volume. My main resolution, now this is the serious one. This is the one I want to talk about. And I got extra inspired today because of my queen, Meghan Markle. My biggest resolution and my word for this year is freedom. I've thought about this long and hard because at first I thought, I think self-care is going to be my word. And I thought about it and I was like, you know, I had talked about this in previous podcast episodes that self-care is something that's really important to me. And I think I did a better job with it last year, but I don't think I totally mastered it. Um, But self-care isn't the only thing that I'm talking about, which is why I literally went on Google and typed in self-care synonyms. And then what came up? I saw personal care, self-support, self-help, self-supporting, self-handling, independence, self-service. And then I'm like, none of those make sense. And then I dug a little deeper. And one of the words that came along with self-care was freedom. And to me, that is the ultimate in terms of happiness and being um, a healthy person. Because with the word freedom, not only does that self-care come along with that, but the freedom to do what you want as long as you're not hurting other people. Doing what you want and worrying, not worrying, but taking care of yourself. And I don't mean Oh, you know, the freedom to take a bath, self-care, that is my self-care, taking a bath or something like that. I mean, that's not my self-care, but a lot of people like baths, so there's that. I mean the freedom for me to make my own decisions and be fine if people don't agree with my decisions. And again, I'll talk about Meghan Markle in a little bit, but she inspired me with this today even more It's like the news of Meghan Markle came at the perfect time. I think that, you know, with Vanderpump Rules airing, obviously, I went through a lot in terms of my friendships. And the first episode aired yesterday. And a lot of people have opinions about my friendship with Kristen. And everyone is entitled to their opinion. But I have decided that freedom is my word this year. 
And I am not going to care if someone has an opinion about one of my life choices. Whether that means, you know, if I'm working too much, because I've already, and I've said this too, I feel a profound sense of guilt um, having gone on tour. I had never done anything like that in my life where I'm traveling 24 seven. Um, I haven't been able to be around my friends or family as much. And I have felt supremely guilty about that. A little, a little sad at times because I feel like I'm missing out on, you know, a lot of my friends and family's moments. Um, but then I think, well, I have the opportunity to go on tour and meet people that I've been connecting with via audio, via this podcast. How lucky am I that I get to do this? So I am choosing freedom for 2020 because I'm going on tour again. I'm going to miss out on major moments again, but I'm being rewarded in an entirely different way. And I realize that this might be a, a little hard to relate to because not everyone is going on tour. So let me try and make this more relatable. I think, you know, I speak to a lot of women who say have children and they work a lot and then they feel guilty that they don't get to see certain things that their children do. They don't get to make that baseball game or they miss, you know, their daughter's first time saying a certain word or, you know, not even just with children. They a, a lot of people who are working or have to work or choose to work, if that's what you like to do, they miss out that on hanging out with their friends and family. And a lot of the time, friendships fade away because friendships take nurturing and then life changes. And I think that I am sick of anyone feeling guilty. I'm sick of feeling guilty. Just today, so I'll say this. This is a little, again, this is stream of consciousness. Khaleesi's stream of consciousness. So I might be a little all over the place. This is it. I really just want to get real in, in this podcast. Even today, you know, so I decided to check in to a hotel. So I checked into a hotel. I have been struggling to make time to write my second book. Um, and I figured, you know what? I think that if I just do a staycation in Los Angeles, you know, I'll be away from my dogs. I won't be tempted to play with them. I won't have like Netflix around. I won't, you know, have Bo that I want to cuddle with, who I want to cuddle with. I, I think I need a change of scenery to help me refocus and just lock myself in a room and write and write and write and write. And I had messaged some of my friends today and was like, you know, because I had had plans in a few days to hang out with some people. And I said, you know what? I'm really sorry. 
but I'm going to stay longer at this hotel and just really like try and work hard and write as much as I can. I don't feel like I'm going to be able to hang out Saturday. And I got a response back that made me feel guilty. And it was like, well, and, and no one was mean. It was just a no, like, I hate you. When are we going to hang out? And I realized I'm not going to fucking feel guilty anymore. We all have different dreams and passions and ways of taking care of ourselves. And there are things that we need to do for ourselves to stay happy and stay fulfilled and still and feel passionate about things. And if that means that I can't live life like I did when I was in my 20s, then that's it. I think this also happens when people get married and when people have families. I think life changes. Things change. And this year, this past year in 2019, I started to realize that. You know what I mean? Vanderpump Rules, I have been best friends with that cast, I hate even calling them my cast because they were my friend. They're my friends first. But I've been best friends with them for 10 years, most of them. And we always thought nothing could shake us. Nothing could break us up. And you know what? The, the text I sent today about hanging out on Saturday, that literally has nothing to do with anyone on Vanderpump Rules. It's just another friend. So like, don't even, no one needs to look into that. Um, but I thought this is how life's always going to be. When I started Vanderpump Rules in my early 20s, I thought we're all going to be best friends. We're all going to hang out every day. We're going to go to the Belmont every day, drink wine every day, call each other 24-7, text 24-7. And as I've aged, <laughs> I've realized, no, life changes. Even though I don't have children yet, life is still changed and we're all doing different things. And that doesn't mean anyone's bad or anyone's good. That just means we're all wanting different things and we're all just trying to do what makes each of us happy and healthy. And I feel like there shouldn't be any guilt in that. Again, I'm like thinking, if people are getting mad at me now, if my friends or family or things like that are getting mad at me now because I don't have a lot of extra free time, how is that going to be when I have a baby? I'm going to have like zero time. And if I'm a homebody now, you bet your ass I'm going to be a homebody when I have a baby. I'm going to be like, fuck no, I don't want to go out. No, I don't want to go anywhere. I might not even want to go to the Grove because I have this cute little baby that I just want to stare at. I already feel that way about my dogs. When I finally get to go home and sit there, I just stare at their faces. I'm like, how the fuck could I leave you? I never want to leave you. I don't need to go to the bar. I don't need to go over to this person's house. I literally just want to stare at Luda and Refund's faces. Without guilt. 
You guys, I might be late to the game, but I just discovered recently one of the coolest things ever. I did Embark's dog DNA breed and health kit test with refund. Um, I didn't even know that this was a thing that like you could do a DNA test for your dog. It was so freaking cool. Let me explain. Basically, this product allows you, if you have a dog, to learn about your pup's breed, ancestry, health, traits, and you can even find your dog's relatives. No freaking joke. It is so cool. You know what's so crazy is that, you know, I already knew that Luda is a multi-poo, and so I, I, you know, you know, like, what's great about these kits is that when you learn about your dog, you know how better to train your dog and what um, they should be eating or what they're predisposed to. So it just helps you to train your dog in the way that your dog needs to be trained. But what I thought was the coolest thing, because we don't know what refund is. Refund was a rescue mutt that Bo got. And we found out that she's part chihuahua. Yeah. That's right. Refund is part Chihuahua. How cool is that? And I love that you could actually like look up relatives. Like it showed that there were relatives in other states. Obviously, I'm not going to call them up because that's weird, but it was really, really, really cool. So if you're looking to know your dog's breed, I highly recommend using Embark because it's really easy. You just take this little swab, you use it in their mouth, then you send it in the mail and you get the results back. Like, it's so cool. It's like what we do for, like, humans. I've done those DNA tests, and I freaking live for that shit. But I think what's also great about this, not just if you're curious about where your dog is from and and what kind of dog he or she is, you will know better uh, about her or his health. And we all want to keep our pets living as long as possible. So if they're predisposed to any sort of condition, you'll find out about it. And it's a way to keep your family safe. So right now, Embark has an exclusive offer you can't get anywhere else. Go to EmbarkVet.com right now. That's E-M-B-A-R-K-V-E-T.com. And use my promo code Stasi to save 15% off your dog DNA test kit. So visit EmbarkVet.com and use my promo code Stasi to save. I'm telling you, it's so much fun to learn about your dog. This year, I encourage everyone to embrace freedom as their word because I feel like it's all-encompassing. It means so many different things. The freedom to say no when you don't feel like doing something. The freedom to say no to a job, honestly. I am not, you know, I I had my year of yes back then. I had my summer of yes. I've tried different things at different phases in my life. And at this phase in my life, where I'm at right now, I think there's a power in saying no. I think sometimes you don't have to feel guilty about saying no to a party or saying no to hanging out with somebody when you're just tired and exhausted and what you need is to be alone. Or if what you need is to go and be around people, that is what you should be doing. I think that we all just need to really focus on ourselves and what we need. But there's also a power in saying no when it comes to business, to jobs, 
Because I think that, and I'm guilty of this, I think that, especially for women, we're all just trying to prove that we can be the hardest worker, we can be the smartest, we can achieve just as much as anyone else. And I don't want to make this about like men versus women, but we are all constantly trying to be boss bitches. We want to be the boss bitch of our own life and we want to prove that we are just as strong as the next person. And so every time we get an opportunity to work you know, doing something new, taking on that extra job or spending extra hours at that job. I think it's like we just feel like we have to like we like that, like we're obligated. But sometimes it's OK to say no and then not feel guilty about that. Sometimes the way that you're working already is just enough. What you're doing right now is just enough. Now, I know this might sound, all, all everything I'm saying might sound a little contradictory because I'm sitting here saying, you know, I don't want to feel guilty for working a lot. And then I'm also saying, but you should be able to say no. But I think what I, I, I'm really trying to explain is that we should just feel good having the freedom to do what we want. If I want to work a little extra harder and then I don't get to see my friends as much, I don't want to feel guilty about it. If I don't feel like working a little harder and I feel like, you know, just taking it easy, I don't want to feel guilty about it. And now I want to explain how Meghan Markle has just like truly inspired me to do this. I mean, if you the only way you haven't heard about Meghan Markle and Prince Harry is if like you're freaking living under a rock. I was um, sitting in Vanderpump interviews today and I got a text and I saw that Meghan and Harry made an announcement. And I am tickled by this announcement. Let me just I'll, I won't read all of it, but I'll read some of it. So they posted on their Sussex Royal Instagram. They said, after many months of reflection and internal discussions, we have chosen to make a transition this year in starting to carve out a progressive new role within this institution. We intend to step back as senior members of the royal family and work to become financially independent while continuing to fully support Her Majesty the Queen. They also go on to talk about how they're going to balance their time between the United Kingdom and North America. Cool. Megan, please be my neighbor, um, while also continuing to honor their duty to the queen. And they want to focus on raising their son with an appreciation for the royal tradition, but also providing him with the space to focus on the next chapter and all of that and their charitable entity. So you guys, Megan and Harry are making history right now. Has this ever happened? Meghan and Harry are stepping down as senior members of the royal family. Stepping down. They're doing their own shit. I mean, I was just on Daily Mail this morning and I saw them doing one of their royal, 
the royal duties or, you know, making a royal appearance. And they're all smiley after they took their six-week holiday break to Canada. And you just know that in their heads, they were like smiling like, oh, yeah, the cat that got the fucking canary. We are doing our own shit and y'all don't even know it yet. I mean, this is the coolest thing that I have read in a long time. There is major shit going on in the United States right now, and this is the kind of thing I needed to cheer me the fuck up. There's major shit going on in Australia right now, and again, this is the thing I needed to hear to cheer myself up. I mean, I want you to think about what it must be like for Meghan Markle. A lot of you may not like her. A lot of you may think, well, you know what? She was just some lucky actress girl from L.A. who just manipulated her way into being in the royal family. Oh, no. I am not on this side. If you listen to this podcast, you know I'm not on that side. I am Team Megan all the way. I want you to imagine what it would be like, what your life is like right now, okay? Imagine what it's like, your day-to-day life, your friends that you see every day, your boyfriend or girlfriend, your family, your routine, the place you go get coffee, the place you go get happy hour, your apartment or your home, what your like what your just daily routine is like if you go work out at fucking Orange Theory or you go to Pilates or something like that. If you watch reality television or 90 Day Fiance, imagine giving all of that up to move to another country where there is rules or there are rules upon rules upon fucking rules. I mean, she's not even supposed to paint her nails unless it's nude. That's ridiculous. She has to move into a home where she doesn't know anyone with people, and I don't mean like the citizens, of Great Britain, I mean the royal family, with people that she didn't grow up with, with rules that she didn't grow up with. She's not allowed to voice her opinion on so many things that she has an opinion about. She has royal duties. She can only wear certain things. She can't go to the grocery store and just pick up dinner for the night. There's so many things that has changed for her. And the fact that she has decided that she's strong enough, even with all of the hate that she gets from the media, that she is strong enough and her relationship with Harry is strong enough. And Harry, what a baller for being supportive of this and doing this to say, yeah, you know what? I think I want more for my life and I think I would like a little more freedom to do what inspires me, to do what I'm passionate about, to make a fucking difference in the world. And that's what she's doing. They're leaving half the time. They're going to go to North America. They're going to work on their charities. They're going to raise their son like a semi-normal person, not like a full-blown royal. I mean, it's inspiring, And I've seen so much love on social media for this. And I've seen so much hate on social media for this, mainly like Piers Morgan. Do y'all know who he is? He annoys me. I don't like how he hates Meghan Markle. You know why he hates Meghan Markle? Because 
they went for cocktails one time and he thought they were going to be friends. And then when she started dating Prince Harry, the royals were like, yeah, you can't be friends with a gossip columnist because like that's just you you can't. He's going to write about everything. So she's like, oh, okay, then I guess I can't do that. And he's bitter about it and then just calls her a social climber. Uh, No, it's called I can't be friends with someone who's shady that's going to like write a story about me. That's what that is. But I can't believe that there could even be any hate or disdain for Megan in this situation at all. I mean, she is literally the representation of freedom right now. Knowing that so much of the press dislike her, she still says, fuck it. I am going to do what's best for myself, my husband, and my son. And I'm going to make a difference in the world. And if people don't like it, they can suck it. That's what I'm taking from Meghan Markle. And that is what I want to take in the new year. If I want to work harder, I'm going to do it. If I want to work less, I'm going to do it. If I want to stay in, I'm going to do it. If I want to cut some people out of my life because it's stressing me out and causing problems for me, I'm going to do it. That doesn't make me a mean girl. It doesn't make it it doesn't mean that I am abandoning anyone. It means, hey, we all grow. Sometimes we grow apart and we all have to do what's best for us. And that is how I feel about my new word, freedom. I mean, really, this all just feels full circle right now because, you know, I'm sitting here in the Beverly Hills Hotel. I just had a McCarthy salad. It's so good. It's really one of the best salads ever. And Vanderpump Rules aired yesterday. And people are mad at me that I'm not best friends with Kristen right now. And again, everyone's entitled to their opinion, but sometimes people just grow apart and sometimes enough is enough. And I love Kristen. I will always love Kristen. And I really, truly hope things change. But for right now, it is what it is. Haven't you ever been in a friendship or relationship where you realize, hmm, this actually is causing me more pain and stress than it is causing me, that it is bringing me joy. Kind of like Marie Kondo says, does this bring you joy? No. Then you should probably not have it in your home. Whew. Yeah, I'm feeling a lot of emotions right now. I have a blanket with me that I sprayed my grandmother's perfume on so I could feel inspired and comfortable and seeing last night's episode with my grandmother just made me feel really emotional and I just tried to think about again as I was planning this podcast episode what advice would she give me and what would she want for me and uh, I just feel like freedom is the best word (laughs) I think Happiness is just what we all strive for in life. I mean, that's really what life is about, isn't it? It's it's about being happy. And sometimes people, you know, say, well, you know, that isn't technically right because serial killers get 
happy by killing people. That's not the type of happy that I mean. Happiness as long as you're not hurting someone. And I think that that is just, you know, 2020 freedom and happiness is what we really need to just focus on. You know, if there's something that you've been thinking about doing, like whether it's starting a business, starting a blog, taking a trip, I mean, let's get out of our comfort zones and not worry about what other people are going to think about us. Turn off your Twitter if you need to. Whatever it is you need to do, I think it's time for healthy selfishness. Resolutions are hard AF. I've talked about some of mine on this podcast, um, but most people like to focus on health. I mean, think about it. Every single one of us is like, I'm going to eat healthy this year. I'm going to work out this year. But it's really hard to do, especially when you're eating out and people don't like to cook and shit like that. Um, That's why I've been talking about Daily Harvest for a really long time because it saves my ass in situations when I don't have time to, well, Bo doesn't have time to cook anything. Uh, Let me explain in case this is the first time you're hearing about Daily Harvest, okay? They're little bowls that are delivered right to your door, okay? They're thoughtfully sourced chef-crafted foods, okay, that are delivered right to your door and takes less than five minutes to make. It's so, so easy. They have 65 different options like smoothies. They have hearty soups. They have harvest bowls, which are my favorite, and they have overnight oats. So basically, you just go to their website and you can choose from 65 different things. They're little cups, you know, little cups or bowl, like technically it's a cup. They arrive at your door and all you do is you throw them in the freezer and then whenever you're hungry, you take one out. Literally, I'm telling you, it takes five minutes or less to make. Like I said, the harvest bowls are my favorite because there's vegetables and grains and stuff like that. And I just put it in a pot or skillet, whatever you call those things. And then I just like put some hot sauce in it and I feel like I did something really good for myself because they're so healthy and they keep me full. And it's just the perfect meal when you're trying to be good with your health. And right now, when you go to dailyharvest.com and enter my promo code Stasi, you get $25 off your first box. That's $25. So that's promo code Stasi for $25 off your first box at dailyharvest.com. So just go. It makes things so much easier. When people come to my house, they're like, show me your freezer. I don't believe you. And I open the freezer and it's filled with Daily Harvest. And guess what? I use my own code for that stuff. That's dailyharvest.com. You know, selfishness gets a bad rap, I think. I think that word gets a bad rap because sometimes you have to be selfish to be better for other people because if you're not happy and taking care of yourself, then how are you going to be a good friend or a good mom or a good dad, a good brother, sister, boyfriend, girlfriend, a good boss, a good employee? You have to be selfish sometimes. And I think it's really important. Let's turn that word around. I want to redefine the word selfish. And listen, like I said, freedom's my word. That might change in a month. I might realize I have a new word. And if I do, 
I will share it with you. But I want to check in on y'all and I want to hear your thoughts, hear what your words are for 2020. If you're a part of my podcast Facebook group, I get inspired by a lot of the things that I read that you guys say. I get inspired by the friendships that I see that are made from just listeners that of this podcast that have met each other, started communicating with each other. And I want to hear from you guys. It makes me happy. It brings me joy. If Marie Kondo was here, I'd say leave it in the house. I'm keeping that because your comments about your lives bring me joy. And Meghan Markle is queen of the year and I can't wait for her to hopefully move to Los Angeles so maybe we could be best friends. You know her house is still for sale. Her house that she lived at when she was in Los Angeles is for sale and it's on Highland and I legitimately thought about buying it like a fucking stalker and then I realized Highland is the busiest street in the entire world and I would probably gouge my eyes out if I had to listen to that traffic every day. So I'm like, yeah, no, not even going to go look at it. Not at all. Mm -mm. But um, that did cross my mind. Could you imagine all of the cool Instagram stories of me living in Meghan Markle's house? I mean, that shit would be legit. So let's do as Meghan Markle does and live our best lives with no fear, no regrets, and not worrying about judgment. That is my PSA. So let's get into like some other stuff. Let's talk about the fact that Vanderpump Rules aired. And I've actually been more excited uh, to watch this season than I have been for any other season of Vanderpump Rules. You know, I saw that there was, there are people that like the new people, new cast members. There are a lot of people that are like, fuck no, I just want the original cast members. And I'm like, you know what? We can all live in harmony together. The new cast members are going to bring some shit. It's going to spice some stuff up. I mean, I'm not saying I like all of them. Let's be real. You throw six people into the mix, like, chances are I'm not going to like all of them, but I like a handful of them and I think they're funny and entertaining and it's fun to watch people coming in and working at Sir, going through the same things that I went through 10 years ago. <laughs> That's how I feel about that drama. I watched it as a viewer yesterday and I was like, oh my gosh, Dana and Max in this situation. I'm like, am I watching Me and Jack season one? That's what it felt like. And I was super into it. Um, I just think that this season is one of the realest seasons that we've had. You know, I no one is clocking in for their shift at work, you know, if they don't need to. I love I love that everyone has bought a house or they're doing different things. And I just feel like we were all really able to just live our lives the way we do normally. And just not have to pretend to work a shift at SIR so that they can afford a trip to Mexico. 
So uh, stay tuned for the whole season of Vanderpump Rules because I just feel like this shit is going to be good. Also other news, Golden Globes. Probably the most entertaining Golden Globes um, I had seen in a really long time. A lot of people didn't like it either because they thought that Ricky Gervais uh, was, um, I guess, a little too intense. I laughed my ass off. He gave zero fucks. Literally zero fucks. And I felt like that was so entirely entertaining. That was the way to start off 2020. See, he's living with freedom. Legit freedom, literally negative fucks he gave. And I thought it was absolutely hysterical. Oh, wait, can I go back to Vanderpump Rules, though? Because I did see that um, y'all had some questions. Um, and I want to honor that. So I'll go through them real fast. One of them, I already acknowledged, I already answered this. Thoughts on the new cast members? Thirsty? Question mark. Do you like them? Question mark. I have a problem with the word thirsty, too. I think we need a new word for thirsty because let's be honest, we're all thirsty. Anyone who is given the opportunity to have a platform or be on a show would probably take it. You know, technically, I'm thirsty. I like being on Vanderpump Rules, so give me that water. Uh, I don't really see anything wrong with being thirsty unless you're using someone. That's the only time I feel like the thirst is a problem. So I think we need a new word for thirsty that means when you're using someone just to get ahead or for attention. I am going to Google synonym that word, too, and try and come up with a new one for that because I think that's very important. Um, but yeah, everyone on Vanderpump Rules is thirsty, including myself. Um, do you get anxiety while watching? Sometimes. Um, yeah, actually, I do. Because you never know what's going to be left out, what's going to be put in and how people are going to feel about something. Like I said, and I don't think I'm I'm really giving away anything here. You know, obviously I don't want to get in trouble and I try really hard to be respectful of Bravo and the show and my cast members and my friends and stuff like that. But I get anxiety watching the Kristen Witches of WeHo story unfold because it's something that means a lot to me and is very personal and is very real. It's not like fighting with James. You know, that that takes zero toll on my body when I'm fight if if I'm arguing with someone who hasn't been a part of my life in a major way, I really don't go to bed thinking about it. I lose no sleep over it. But Kristen has been a very important part of my life, and the situation makes me sad all of the time. So when I watch those scenes, I get very anxious because it means a lot to me. And oftentimes I wonder, did I do the right thing? Did I handle that correctly? You know, I think I'm, I've tried to think about it from every angle, but again, I felt like I had to I had to do what I did 
in the moment for me to stay sane. And that's where I'm at. So that's when I get anxiety. Um, another question. Anything you saw last night that you didn't know happened during filming? Well, Bo, when I watched last night and I saw the Katie and Tom's house chilling party, um, I didn't know it was that intense. I had left with Bo to go to my grandmother's funeral and Katie FaceTimed me and Katie had texted me and explained some things and, you know, kept me up to date. But I was out of it and emotional and didn't really fully understand. But then seeing it was like, whoa, that was a little wild. That was cray cray. Um, I didn't know any of that. I actually really enjoyed watching that scene. It's fun watching scenes that you're not in because you really don't have to worry about anything. So I didn't know that happened fully during filming. Again, someone asked about Lala's talk with Carter. Um, I rewinded it five times because I thought it was thoroughly entertaining and um, someone had to say it. Sheena confronting Max and Brett. Okay, this is something that really bothered me. You know, as much as I rag on Sheena I have the biggest soft spot for her, and I really, truly care about her. And she's okay that I rag on her and joke around and make fun of her for things. It's like we have this mutual understanding that we're both very different people, and she makes fun of me, I make fun of her, and it's just all in good fun. But when I saw Brett say she wasn't a good kisser, I got pissed. I felt like that was unnecessary and rude and mean and probably not true. And um, I just like don't believe it. That chick's way too hot to just not be a good kisser. And also people kiss differently with different people. Sometimes when you have a bad kiss, it's because you two just don't kiss well together. So like that doesn't even make sense to me. I don't think Sheena's a bad kisser, and that was low of Brett to do. I actually really like Brett, but that was shady as fuck. Um, and I think that was pretty much it for the Vanderpump Rules questions. I hope that answered enough. I mean, I can't say too much. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, you guys, thank you for listening to this freaking mess of a solo podcast episode. Um, it's 2020. Options are endless. You can make your dreams come true. You can do whatever you want. You can live like Meghan Markle. Be inspired. Be passionate. Find out what makes you happy. Don't let anyone else's judgment get to you. If you need to cut someone out of your life because it'll make you a happier person, then you got to do it because that'll make you, like I said, a better friend and partner to other people. You got to take care of yourself before you take care of other people. Isn't that why on airplanes they always say to put your like, like face mask on you before you put it on the kid? How are you supposed to help the kid if you're already about to pass out? That's what I mean. We got to take care of ourselves. Okay, Khaleesi's. 
I love you. I really, really do. And now I'm going to go back to writing book numero uno. And I hope to see and meet a lot of you guys on my spring tour. If you haven't looked up the cities and dates, go do that now because I might be coming to your hometown. I might be right down the street from where you live. I can't tell you how many messages I get from people who are like, oh my God, you were just here. I didn't even know. You should go and look now. So go to stassischroeder.com slash tour and find out if I'm coming near you. I swear you won't regret it because it's just a bunch of us getting wasted and being real and honest and Bo's there and Taylor is there, Taylor Strecker. And it's just a really fun, good time and a good escape from all the shit and chaos that's going on in the world. So let me leave you with this. Make freedom your word of the year. Talk to you guys next week. Bye.